Welcome to Epiphany Brooklyn's podcast. I am Brandon Watts, lead pastor here at Epiph. Thanks so much for tuning in. Our desire is to join Jesus in his mission to redeem our city. May God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. When I was in Philly, I went to the Starbucks drive-thru and I'm driving through and I order my coffee and you know, this was payday. So, you know, payday, you get like extra phone. You get the big one, extra shot, all that stuff. And, and so I ordered my drink and I'm going through the drive-thru and apparently the car before me paid for my drink. There is just nothing like receiving kindness in the form of a debt being paid. It's just nothing like it. And so we, we arrive at a passage that I think accomplishes exactly what I'm talking about. We arrive at a passage where there are two people that owe a debt. I think it's important for us to understand whenever you read a parable, this is a short one, but whenever you read a parable, it's very important. Please don't miss this. It's so important that you understand who you are in the passage and who you are not. Because oftentimes when we read a passage, for some reason, we always think we're the hero. But you're never the hero in the passage. Jesus is always the hero in the passage. And so even in this parable, this short parable, what we have here is a money collector, a lender. And then there's two people in debt. Now You got to understand something about the money lender and the two people in debt. You are not the money lender. I'm just going to help you out right now. You are not the one loaning out the money. You're always the one in need. And so therefore, if we're not the money lender, can we be honest that we are the two people that are in debt? Now, what is so interesting about their debt is, and I think it's consistent with this room, their debt is not on the same level. Oftentimes when the Bible describes debt, it it describes when, when it talks about debt, it's really talking about sin oftentimes. So when the Bible is saying that they are in debt, really this parable is to point to sin. Now, what's important for you to understand is that the two people that are coming to the table with the money lender Number one, they can't pay, but they have two different levels of debt. So it is with this room, all of us approach the table of salvation with a certain amount of debt. But our debt is not the same. Some of you owe 500 denarii and some of you owe 50 denarii. In other words, some of you have a bachelor's degree in sin and some of us got a PhD in it. We all don't arrive at the judgment seat of Christ We don't all arrive with the same amount of debt. And one of the most foolish things you can do is be the one that owes 50 denarii and look at the one that owes 500 as though you get into heaven based on comparison. You're like, you got to understand the one that owes 500 doesn't have the money to pay. The one that owes 50 doesn't have the money to pay. So it doesn't matter if you come in and you only owe 50. You got to understand, even if you only owe 50, you still can't pay it. Now, so understand something important about the passage. Verse 41 says a certain money lender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii, the other owed 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both of them. One of the things you have to understand about this passage is the money lender was not, a, this was not a gift. It was a loan. In other words, he's going to be looking to collect on that, that loan. Okay, so it is with God. For some reason, we think that we will never stand before God, but God is going to be coming to look to settle a debt with you. 
We live life as though, or we go through life as though we'll never stand before God. You know, Paul says, tucked away in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I think it's verse 12. Uh, he says that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Everybody in here will have to stand before God and give an account for how you live life. There's not a cave deep enough that you can go in. There is not a rock big enough that you can hide in. Every one of us will have to stand before God. And here's the scariest part. The scary part of standing before God looking to settle the debt is not just that you're standing before God, but that you're standing before God and you can't pay it. Okay, so the passage says here that they owed uh, uh, 500 denarii, 50 denarii, and they could not pay it. There's a debt one day that you will have to stand before God and if, if you haven't trusted in Jesus, that debt will have to be settled. Here's the joy that every believer in the room has. If you've trusted in Jesus, we don't point to our bank statements. We point to Christ because Christ paid the debt. And what I love about Christ paying the debt is he don't pay 90 percent of the bill and you pay 10. He paid it 100. Eric B. and Rakim said he paid it in full. He don't ask you to take the taxes. He don't ask you to do the tip. He says, I put all that on my back. This is the savior that we, 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 we serve. And so it says here that the money lender came and he was looking to settle the debt. Two people owed, one owed a lot, uh, one owed a little, bit, uh, a little bit less. But the reality is neither one of them could pay. Look at what it says here. It says when they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which one of them will love him more? So Jesus asked a question here. I'm not surprised at who answers. Please note whenever you're reading the New Testament, Peter always gonna be the one to answer. He might be wrong, but Peter's going to answer. He, he's just bold. He's very brazen. He, he, he's, he's very rambunctious. He's a dude that's, that'll cut off your ear and cuss you out. That's, that's Peter. And so the Bible says that Peter here answers him. And apparently Peter was quick on the uptake because he says here, Simon, meaning Simon Peter answered, the one I suppose from who, whom he canceled the larger debt. And Jesus affirms his answer. He says, you have judged rightly. So the two people that are standing before the money lender can't pay the debt. Jesus says, I'm going to cancel it. But the one, uh, which one of them is going to love me more? In other words, give me more praise. And I love Peter's answer. He said, the one that owes more. In other words, Jesus expects that if he has canceled a debt, depending on the amount of the debt should depend on how much you praise and love him. Okay, let's do it this way. If you ain't been saved from nothing, Jesus gave you a pass to be quiet today. But, but if you owe, God, if God has canceled out the debt, if he's delivered you, if he's brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light, if he redeemed you, you ought to open up your mouth. Come on, can we just do it in here? If he's brought you out of darkness, can you give God some praise? Oh, y'all praising them like you only owe 50. Can you praise them like you owe a whole bunch? I love it because we're about to sing a song that says, oh, praise the one that paid my debt and raised his life up from the grave. You got to understand something. Jesus expects that you'll praise him if he brought you out. So for the rest of our service, I promise you, Jesus gave you a pass to sit quietly if he'd done nothing for you. 
But if he did, so, did, did do something for you, you ought to be a little bit more rambunctious. Now, let me talk to the one, because I'm not naive. I, I, sometimes I preach and I foolishly assume that everybody in the room trusted in Jesus, but not today. I'm not naive. There is somebody in here that doesn't know Jesus. And here's what I know about him. He's willing to pay that debt. He loves you that much. It does not matter what you owe. It does not matter what you did. It does not matter the dysfunction in your life. You got to understand something about the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. He desires to pay the debt today. And so by the end of this service, there'll be some uh, prayer team uh, with some lanyards on. They'll be around. You'll see them. It says, how can I pray for you? If that's you, can you just wave your hand, wave your hand high? That's our prayer team. You need to ask them for prayer, but also ask them, what does it mean to go from spiritual death to spiritual life? What does it mean for the debt to be paid? Allow them to answer the question. Here's my hope is that you wouldn't leave out of here today. If you don't know Jesus and say, I'm going to get it right tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promise. I say this all the time, but I mean it. Fulton Street is very busy. You could walk outside and get hit by a car today. You can go to sleep tonight and not wake up tomorrow. Tomorrow's, forget tomorrow's not promised. This afternoon ain't promised. So if you don't know Jesus, he loves you that much. Stop waiting to clean yourself up before you get to Jesus. He wants you dirty. Okay, Romans 5 says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for the future you. He wants you now. He wants you like you are. And so if you were in here and you never felt the love of God, you should understand that he loves you that much that he's willing to go to a cross and die for you. Now, even though the debt was paid, it might be free for you, but it cost God something. What did it cost him? His one and only son. Bible says that he sent his one and only son into the world to live a life that you couldn't live, die a death that you couldn't uh, uh, that you couldn't die and be raised to new life. Jesus loves you that much that he goes to a cross and says stuff like with the joy set before me. You got joy in a crucifixion. The joy that he has is that you get reconciled to a holy father. And so as we move into a time of worship, please don't disconnect your debt. I know it's paid, but don't forget it. Remember how much he did for you. Remember what he brought you from. Remember what he saved you from. And if you don't know Jesus, you can know him today. You don't got to make an appointment. You, you, you ain't, you ain't got to say, God, please. Like, I, I, I need you. I beg you. No, you say, God, I, I, I want you and I need you in my heart. And it's that quick he can save you. It's a decision. It's a decision. And you need to make that decision today. Father, I pray for everybody in the room. Oh, praise the one that paid my debt. My sin was really great. But I love the fact that even though my sin was great, your love was greater. And as deep as my sin was, I never can outsend the cross. The cross is that powerful. The cross is that powerful. It so, Father, sometimes we come into atmospheres like this. And we disconnect our sin, but Father, help it to sit on us today so we realize what you've done for us. You you saved us. For the one that doesn't know you, Father, I do pray for them today. Ultimately, Lord, salvation isn't up to them. That's deep. Father, if you want them, they're yours. That simple. So, Father, would you regenerate hearts? Would you transform lives? Would you build testimonies in this room, oh God? Because you are gracious. 
and merciful. Thank you for paying our debt. Thank you that we get to stand before you one day debt free. We worship you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.